Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Mondays with Matt. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Matt Starkey. He is an investment advisor representative and the president and owner of Great Lakes Retirement Solutions with an office in Saginaw. You can find him online at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Or you can always reach out and call Matt at 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. 2949. With that, Matt, hello. Welcome back into the podcast. How are you doing? Hello, Mark. I'm doing great today and I'm just excited. We're at the beginning of December here and, you know, a lot of things happen this time of year. People tend to get a little buzz going on, get excited about Christmas coming, but not everyone. Sometimes that isn't always a pleasant experience for all people, but um, overall, I'm doing great and just enjoying life. We just wrapped up our client open house last week so certainly exciting <laughs> Cer- yeah certainly exciting we had our uh, our client christmas party as well for all of our financial clients had a blast having folks out had a good meal and a guest speaker to talk about living retirement with purpose i know in fact that's actually what we talk about here on this podcast is what it looks like to do that live a purposeful retirement so had a good time and as always just happy to be back with you here on the program matt i want to kick it off today with a bit of news Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, that's right. It is time to dive into the news, see what's going on out there in the world around us. Hopefully this will not ruin our Christmas spirit on the podcast, but always have to just take a look, see what's going on. Matt, anytime we have a bad week in the market, which we've had a few of those lately in the last couple of months, folks say, this is it. The crash is coming. Other people say, ah, it's no big deal. We're due for a slight correction. I have a pretty straightforward question here for you, Matt, seemingly. How do we know who's right? (laughs) Well, that's a great question. Who's right? Well, they say perception is reality. And so (laughs) when you see the news headlines, I always tell clients that it's, it's really, really important to, so to speak, take that with a grain of salt. What you see happen day to day has very little impact on what, if you pick a good strategy, a sound investment strategy for the next 10, 15, 20 years, and I always encourage people to, to become lifelong investors, but the crash is coming. What we typically see is there's a lot of pundits out there. There's a lot of people that really make money when they sell the bad news. And I talk about this in one of my presentations that I have. It's called Mind Over Money. And really, that's what you have to do is you have to mentally prepare for going to this game called retirement and investing. And when you take a long view and when you take a disciplined, strategic view, when you create your portfolio, we know the market's going to go down and it's going to go up. The shorter the time frame that we have, the worse it can be for an investor. So when people talk about the crash coming, we know there's going to be a correction. We don't know if it's going to happen in the next 10 minutes or the next 10 years. But what we do know is that if we have a sound strategy And what I educate on is having a diversified portfolio that captures returns from lots of different asset classes or categories. And so when we see the market go down this week, you know, it does cause you to have a little unrest emotionally. But um, we know that the long next 100% return in the market has always been up. And you just kind of have to design that portfolio right up front for these headlines because bad news sells. And whether that's the current election 
or whether that is you know trade deals that have gone bad, the market's going to jostle. But long and short of it is if you have a good discipline strategy, you will survive the short term and your portfolio will not die and you won't, you won't lose money if you don't sell in a down market. So to answer that question, who's right? They're both right. The crash or the correction is going to happen. But the average, I read this statistic, is 111 trading days after a crash for the market to regain and come back up to where it's where it had been prior to the crash. So we haven't had a crash that dissipated all the wealth. And as long as there's equities and as long as there's business out there and people are generating profits, just invest in those companies and hold on. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Hold on indeed. And have a plan, like you're saying, that's designed to kind of take you through that roller coaster ride rather than getting caught up in those high highs and low lows. Maybe have something that's going to keep you steady, Eddie, and help you stay the course to accomplish your goals in retirement. Let's actually stay on that theme today of volatility. Specifically, I want to talk about risk tolerance. Now, that's a buzzword we've all heard. Maybe you know what it means. Maybe you don't. That's why we have a podcast. But any advisor worth their salt is going to have a conversation with you about risk when you come in for those first couple of meetings, right? I'm sure you do that, Matt. You sit down, talk with folks about risk tolerance and how much risk they're okay with. But again, it's a buzzword. We found that a lot of people don't have a great understanding of what their risk tolerance is and how it truly impacts their financial plans let's fix that. Let's just do a deep dive on risk tolerance. So Matt, to kick us off, given our conversation we just had, how would you describe risk tolerance to someone who isn't familiar with that concept? Well, that's a good question, Mark. And one that you're right, every advisor has to have this conversation. If they're not, they're not doing their job with you. How do I describe risk tolerance? Well, that term is your ability to tolerate risk, or I define risk as the potential to lose. So if I go to the casino or if I go to Vegas and I have, you know, whatever dollar amount you might gamble with, but let's say I take a $500 in with me to a casino and, and this is not my habit. I'm not an advisor that gambles like this, but, but you go to the casino and you walk in with 500 bucks. What's your risk tolerance? How risky are you going to be with that? How much can you tolerate losing after you've played the game, how much can you walk away from and say goodbye to comfortably without it ruining your month or your year? If you walk in with $500 into a casino, you and I know that you have the potential to lose that whole 500 right? Especially when the lights are flashing and the bells are dinging and you're pulling the slot and you know you get caught up emotionally. The house is designed to win. They don't care how much you gamble. They just want you to keep putting the money down. <laughs> Now, the stock market, thankfully, isn't like the casino because there is also a payoff for the risk that you're taking. So if you take prudent risk, you're going to be diversified into categories that we know have expected returns. I look at studies and long-term historical returns on certain asset classes. And so we, when we design a portfolio, it involves measuring the risk. And we have a risk measurement called standard deviation. And one of the things I ask clients to do is to be aware of what their standard deviation or their risk tolerance is. And can you identify that with a number? If a client can't identify what their risk tolerance is with this number, then we back up to a chart. And basically, it goes from a conservative to an aggressive investor. Where do you fall on the chart of owning a prudent portfolio? And then when I talk to them about how much can they afford to lose, I'll look at the number in their portfolio. If they have $500,000 in their portfolio, 
I asked them, okay, in the next 12 months, if we start working together and we, you lose 10%, how would you feel? <laughs> Nobody usually feels really good about losing <laughs> 10% of their Nobody money. Nobody usually but, feels great. Per but, se. I put a, but I put a dollar figure on it and I say, okay, so you bring in 500,000 and the market has a shift and you lose 10% in a bad market. If you can lose 10% comfortably, that's $50,000. You have 450 on paper. Is that too much to handle? You know, for some people, yes. For some people, no. So, okay. A conservative investor fully invested in a short time frame, like one year or two years, if you can absorb a 10% loss pretty easily, you meet that criteria. Now, as we move up the risk curve to an aggressive investor, an aggressive investor should be prepared to lose potentially up to 40%. And that's based on historical, what happened in 2008 was the big crash, the biggest crash since the 70s. And um, when the market was off over 50%, an aggressive investor diversified in our portfolios would have been down about 39%. So some of the risk is diversified away, but can they hang on during that time? Can you lose 40% as an aggressive investor? And if 40% is not doable for you, you know, if you have half a million and you're losing uh, 40%, you know, then you got to say, am I prepared to, to handle that when I look at my statement? And so I define risk tolerance is the ability to look at the downside and say, how much can I reasonably look at my statement and, and my portfolio be down and I don't lose sleep at night? But scientifically, we do that with a number called standard deviation. But emotionally, I do that. And I ask that question to clients before we invest to say, how much can you comfortably see out of your portfolio on the short term for you know maybe a long-term return of what we're trying to achieve here, 10 to 12 or 13% long-term. So I don't, don't know if that is clear or if I've communicated that well, but it's both emotional and we use a scientific number to describe risk tolerance. Sure, sure. I think that's a great example. And I loved what you said about the casino. When you go in a casino, you know, you might lose, right? And so you have to be prepared for that. And it also makes me think that as you go in a casino, there's still that sentiment of how risky are you willing to be? I actually just saw the other day, I followed Darren Ravel on Twitter. He's a reporter with, I believe he does business sports reporting. And I saw where he tweeted out that a guy in Vegas on Saturday put in a 13-team parlay and he won. And he bet, uh, it looks like he bet, let's see, he put in $40 and won $103,000. But uh, again, that's a really risky Whoa. play. <laughs> and I would not advise that. And I would not advise you to treat your retirement like that. Full disclaimer here. <laughs> but again, it all comes yeah, back to... Yeah, you might end up very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it all just comes back to how risky are you willing to be? What are you comfortable with? And despite what you're comfortable with, where are you in life? And how much risk do you need? And can you stand at your age? Of course, that factors in as well. Can can you give an example real quick of someone you've designed a plan for recently that had a very low risk tolerance? Sure, absolutely. We get clients all the time that are nearing retirement or, hey, I'm going to file for Social Security and I want to secure some additional income from my investments to help make the ends meet. And um, what I did recently with some clients is they needed to take off some money off their portfolio monthly. And so what I like to do is to say, okay, you come in and let's say you've got $800,000 in that between the retirement plan and maybe a joint account, or maybe maybe it's more, but for the sake of the recent client, it was 800,000 and they wanted to start taking off some income. So they wanted $1,000 a month to supplement 
what the pensions and social security was doing. And so that's not very much for that portfolio. It should do fine. But what I did is I said, well, in good markets and bad markets, we want this $1,000 a month, right? That's going to help you achieve the standard of living that you need. And so they had the assets to do it. So what we'll typically do is just for an example, the way I think about that is to say, okay, if the market crashes for two years, two and a half years before from a crash to the time when I have the value back where I can comfortably take money from my portfolio again, I'll set aside maybe three to five years of income in a very safe investment. That might look like cash in the bank. It might look like CDs. It might look like just a money market fund. But what I do is I say, okay, if you need a thousand a month times 12 months, that's $12,000. And let's take that for five years. That's $60,000. So we'll set $60,000 to the side and we'll use that for income immediately. It's completely liquid. It's not going to go anywhere in terms of loss. And that's really important because I want that client to have peace of mind for the next five years that, hey, we've got income. It's setting aside. It's not invested in the market and we don't have to worry about it. And some people, if they're very low risk tolerance, as you mentioned, they might feel more comfortable with 10 years of income sitting aside. So what we do in that instance is a lot of things change in 10 years. A lot of things change in five years. So what I'll do is I'll pad their five-year bucket of income. So if we set aside five years to use now, we might set up a second account that's guaranteed to grow and replace this five-year money in five years. So now we've got five more years of income that will uh, is guaranteed to grow and reach the dollar value of 60000 in five years. So now we really have, in five years, that second bucket of money will grow and mature and be able to be used for the following five years. So now an investor has 10 full years of really solid income, and it's in guaranteed or in cash money. So it's liquid, but it's also giving them the peace of mind that they need to get through retirement. And now we can invest some of their other assets for 10-year money. And so if I can guarantee, or if I can show you how to have very conservative income for the next 10 years, most people have a lot of peace of mind surrounding that. And we can take the remainder of their money and put it in an account, maybe in the market that has some moderate growth or some, or even in a growth objective. So that 10 years down the road, they have plenty of money and they've hit those retirement goals for the first 10 years, steady income, but then low risk tolerance. We can grow that money in 10 years down the road, or even in five years, we'll re- we reassess the risk on the market money. Does it make sense? It certainly does. And it's good to see that you can weave in a plan that is able to serve the needs of someone as they first retire or as they're preparing to retire, then as they first retire, and then later on in retirement as your needs change and your risk tolerance level changes with that. It's nice to see that you have those different buckets laid out and that you can make a plan that adjusts to those different needs throughout retirement. Well, if you'd like to reach out to Matt Starkey and his team, you can get in touch by calling 989 989- 401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. Again, he is an investment advisor representative and president and owner of Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. You can find him online at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Matt, as always, a pleasure with you being on the podcast. Pleasure to be with you too, Mark. Thank you very much. We'll do it again next time on another edition of Mondays with Matt.
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.